so we are the Home Reviews Podcast, and we are so excited to be here. And I'm Rachel, and Amber's here. Hi, everybody. Yes, and we are here to do a Q&A. It's very exciting. Yeah, uh, so let's get right to it. Let's answer your questions. All things Hallmark-related questions. We posted it on our Twitter, and we got some really good ones, so it's going to be fun. Okay, pretty okay. excited. So, Rachel, <laughs> Abby Kidd, one of our big fans, uh, asked us, what Hallmark movies do you never get sick of, no matter how many times you watch it? So, there are movies that I love that... I like the Nanny Express that are pretty emotional. So they're not one, I didn't include that because it's not one I would want to watch like every day, but I think I could watch How to Fall in Love, I Married Who, Ring by Spring, A Country Wedding, Smooch, The Good Witch, A Taste of Romance, Love is a Four-Letter Word, and Dash of Love. I don't think I've seen Love is a Four-Letter Word. What is that? Oh, it's so fun. It's an oldie, so you might not like it. But yeah, I, I hate old ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. It's about these lawyers. They're these like div- divorce. Well, they're both like divorce lawyers, and uh, and they uh, they end up uh, becoming adversaries in the courtroom. And As they do. They, they hate each other, and it has Terry Polo in it, and uh, Robert Milhouse is the lead guy. Uh, it's but way back from 2007, so oh, I don't know. If it. <laughs> really cute and really funny, and yeah, I like it. I'll probably have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, there's also some like interesting things that happen between the couple that they're that they're litigating for, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just cute, cute on all levels. Kind of like laws of attraction. Kind of, yeah, yeah, and uh, but yeah, how to ha, how to fall in love? I think I could watch every day. Never get sick of. I love that one. Uh, Married Who is so funny, and Ring by Spring. I just loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, and then for the one for this year is Dash of Love. I I just I thought it was perfect. I loved it. You love Dash of Love. I love Dash of Love. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, I didn't put any Christmas ones here because I don't feel like I can watch a Christmas movie every day. Ah, interesting. Christmas. Obviously, my number one I could watch every day is The Nine Lives of Christmas. <laughs> it's I love that movie so much. I could watch it every day, regardless of whether it's Christmas or not. And I love it. Um, and then I only have two others that I put on my list for my answer, and I chose... Sarah Plain and Tall, mm. because I just love that movie. There's so many things about that movie that I love. But, of course, included into that is the huge nostalgia factor. Mm. I mean, this was the first time I fell in love with Hallmark commercials, because we had it recorded on VHS off of the TV with all the Hallmark Hall of Fame commercials. It was the best. Um, and, you know... How do you not love Christopher Walken as a romantic lead? Yeah, such a strange choice, but it works. <laughs> um, and then the other, the final movie that I put is relatively new. Um, and it is Dear Dumb Diary. Oh, I haven't seen that. You haven't? No. Oh, it's so amazing. So it's based off of the children's books, Dear Dumb Diary. Um, 
so it's, you know, like for kids, kind of. Um, I watch it with my nieces all the time. It's amazing. It's a musical. Um, it's so funny. Um, I love it kind of like I love Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but it's for girls. And it's Hallmark? They did a musical? I didn't even know they did. Yeah, it's a Hallmark. Hmm. I promise. I didn't make this up. And (laughs) bonus, Laura Bell Bundy's in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know she did a Hallmark movie either. How fun. It's really, I mean, I looked and (laughs) it said Hallmark and I died. And I was very excited that I could include this in all of my future lists. Yeah. If if I was going to pick Lifetime, I would pick... Love notes. I love it. It's so romantic. It's really good. I don't even know what I would pick. This is from It's Amy Craig. She says, I was discussing this with some of my fellow Hallmark Hallmark lover friends. If you had the ability to date a male character from any Hallmark TV show or movie, which character and why? My friends mostly picked Jack from When Calls the Heart and Brian from All of My Heart and Nick from The Good Witch. Hmm. Yeah. So I do love Connor from Just Make Shores. Yeah, you I, do. I think that we would we would uh, get along really well because we both have an epic quit story in our life, and I feel like we both come from sort of loud, obnoxious wait, families. Wait a minute, are you saying you quit your job? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it was a big moment for me <laughs> in my life. I'm just teasing. <laughs> and anyway, but I feel like we would could bond over that. Plus the fact that we have loud and obnoxious families. And so Plus big the families. fact that it's Andrew Francis. Plus the fact that it's Andrew Francis. Exactly. And I think Harold from How to Fall in Love, he's just, I think we'd get that sort of nerdiness and kind of we bond in that way. And he's Eric Babius too. And you're, you're going to hate this one, but I don't care. I think I would pick um, Clark from Love Comes Softly because I don't have your problem. I hate <laughs> Clark. I don't have your problem. And I think he would be like a really, he's a really faithful man and a good father. So that would be the kind of person I would want to date. Cool. Um, so I said um, I picked one from a movie and one from a series. Um, and I chose for my series husband. I guess they just said date, but anybody's going to date me is going to lock this down. Um, <laughs> is I chose Norman Dorman from Sign Sealed Delivered. Mm. Um, even though I do love him with Rita and I would never come between them. Right. Um, I just love Norman. I think he's so sweet and I love him. I don't know how you could not love him. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> I was trying really hard to pick someone that, like, I would really get along with in real life. Super, I took this very seriously. Like, if this character were to just meet me, who would I marry? Um, so I chose Craig from Christmas Homecoming. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Craig. I love Craig, you guys. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. Nice. I, All I right. I really did. I loved Craig. He was just so nice and perfect. And he was yeah. just the best. There you go. Well, he's available. So in the Hallmark world. So not now. I locked it down. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. So then we have two more from Abby. Abby Kid. First one, have you ever started a Hallmark movie and just turned it off because it was so bad right from the beginning? And so so far, since we started in August, I've managed to get through every single movie. 
I don't know how. Some were very difficult. Uh, and live tweeting definitely helps with some of that because it's like, I'm in, I got to finish. If I wasn't live tweeting, I would be more tempted uh, to not finish Engaging Father Christmas and Mr. Christmas, whatever. And uh, those were the two worst. And the um, uh, At Home in Midford. Those are the three ones that I definitely would have stopped. Um, but I think that I can usually tell within the first 10 minutes if it's going to be one that I'll like or not. Yeah. Um, so I have definitely started a few Hallmark movies and turned them off in my day. Um, so there's, there's a, there's a level of dislike that I fall into when I'm watching a Hallmark movie. One where I get about 10 minutes into it and I think, ah, it's not worth my time. And I turn it off and I don't watch it anymore. And one where I get about 15 minutes into it and I say, I've already put 15 minutes into this. I'm going to see how it ends. So I fast forward through the recording and talk for the characters because you already know what they're doing and see how it ends. Yeah. See what the twist is going to be in the middle. What's going to keep them apart. Um, so those are the two ways that I don't finish a movie. Yeah. Either a hard pass or a, a skip. Mm-hmm. through a fast forward as it were I, um and I since have... we've taken our solemn hallmarkies oath you guys there was a ritual we took an oath um i have only not finished two movies one was what was it finding john christmas which Wait, so you're talking about revisit the, the re oh, you're talking about a an old one that they put up yeah, that watched. I was. Uh, yeah, I have. I've watched I've all of the all of the the current ones. Yeah, the new ones. But Finding John Christmas, I couldn't make myself get through. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, to all to Peter Falk and his family. <laughs> um, and then also, I have tried to watch I'll Be Home for Christmas, like five times, and I only get about ten minutes into it. Yeah, it's not for me. Right. Yeah, there was one that was a uh, that was a, a Thanksgiving one that I watched. I started to watch because I was trying to find posts. Actually, there's been a, a number that I've tried to watch for because to do Instagram posts, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not liking this. It's not worth it. I know I'm not. I know I'm not going to want to do a post. So why I got to move on to something else that I can make a post on? And uh, but yeah, I. I did do have a DN. I call it DNF. Did not finish. Ooh. Um, on <laughs> on runaway the runaway Christmas bride. But that on, wasn't Hallmark. That wasn't Hallmark. It sure wasn't, and it was it was just terrible in every conceivable way. There are a lot of DNFs on uh, <laughs> Hallmark. I mean, on Lifetime and Ion and Up. Agreed. It's what? rough over there, you guys. Them the rough streets. Yeah, like. Some of them are so like over the top that they're fun, but some of them are just so incompetently made that it just like, I just can't. I can't. And then every once in a while you get a snowman, so you have to rubble <laughs> through the mess. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So let's see here. Um. But yeah, I can usually tell by the kind of. I, a lot of it is just like, is the is the couple going to have chemistry, and so. It's, if I can just tell from pretty much the beginning that these people don't have chemistry and I don't like them, 
then what's the point? He asked us, what elements are absolutely necessary for a Hallmark movie to be enjoyable to you? So what, what is it, Rachel? So for me, I, I already kind of said it, but chemistry between the leads is absolutely essential. It's not there. I'm not going to like it. Boom. Yep. Easy as easy as said. Um, <laughs> for me, the most important thing is that the characters are not stupid. Right. If they just do stuff that I can't even understand why their characters would do that, I cannot get behind them. Even if they're making like a bad choice that is stupid, but I understand why they're making that stupid choice. I'm on board. But if they're just making something that making a choice that makes no sense other than the plot, I don't like it. And I can't, I can't stand with them. Um, and then after that, you know, a charming yeah. dude is super important because even if the lady is pretty flat, uh, a charming pants man can, can hold the movie. Yeah. Cause you look at a movie like falling for Vermont, which I think was had a really great story. Like it was, could have been really fun, but I don't know. I just didn't feel that chemistry. And so for me, uh, that makes a big difference, but you're right. Like the right kind of couple can, uh, right kind of leading man can definitely elevate for sure. And for some reason, maybe it's just cause they don't really have, I don't know, super boring guys that are paired with super boring, super charming ladies most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like it ever really happens where the guy's terrible and then the girl's so great that she makes it okay for me. Yeah. Just, it hasn't happened. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen, but I just can't think of a time that it happened. Yeah. I mean, and Rachel, uh, Abby was a real overachiever. Let's just say she, she was basically doing an interview of us. So shout out to Abby Kidd, who's our yeah. newest friend. Um, so she actually kept asking us questions. Um, so one of the funnest questions in the whole world is, who's the hottest leading man, Rachel? So just on pure, like pure hotness, for me, I have to go with Paul Green. I think he is a very hunky man. He is a dreamboat. <laughs> yeah. I will agree. Yeah. Um, but I won't concede the point (laughs) the purely just look at a picture of him he's not talking he's not being charming though he can be just pure picture (laughs) caliente-ness i'm gonna have to give that crown to peter porte yeah i get it wow peter porte peter (laughs) porte's mom and dad Y'all should have had more children. I don't know how many you had, but you should have had a ton. <laughs> yeah, he is a very, very pretty man. I agree with you. All right. Uh, <laughs> we can agree on that. Okay. And then I think this is the last Abby Kid question, but I'm not sure because she was just the best. <laughs> um, she also asked us who our favorite secondary character actor an actress were and this question was incredibly difficult for me to answer <laughs> if you follow the podcast you i mean at least the twitter you know how strongly i feel about my secondary characters um so my quick list that i just came up with um i've got five blokes on my list um sorry i'm just going i just this is very important to me um are i have maddie finocchio who you might remember from such films as 
Winter Wonderland and Kiss at Pine Lake. He's adorable and he's an excellent best friend. He should be a lead. And Toby Levins, who you might remember as Craig from Christmas Homecoming. And also as Vince, I think was his name, in Christmas at Holly Lodge. And he's also like the brother-in-law from all of the Murder, She Baked movies. He's amazing. Justice for Craig. And (laughs) hashtag justice for Craig. And then I also have Carrie Feehan, who has in who's just like really small in lots of movies, but he's her brother-in-law in Nine Lives of Christmas. And he was just the groom in Christmas Cottage. Mm-hmm. And then Casey Manderson, who's amazing, you guys. He is just the best. He's so good at playing the tool. He was her boyfriend in Harvest Love. Har- not Harvest Love. Love Struck Cafe. Oh, yeah. He was also in um, Once Upon a Holiday as the sister's jerky boyfriend. He's so good at that. But he's also secretly really good at being the lead in Just Ask the Up Network. Also, I have so much love in my heart for Henry Gowan of When Calls the Heart, Martin Cummins. He's the greatest. Yeah, it's and then. Fun. Sorry, I'm, I'm just sorry. going. I'm just, I'm not here. <laughs> no, no, now I have to do my girls. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then I have just a selection of girls, although I love a lot of the ladies. I just could only think of these off the top of my head. Um, so Fiona, Fiona Vroom, who's been in a lot of them, but most recently she was the best friend in Miss Christmas. Um, Emily Tennant, who is adorable and has apparently been in a Hallmark movie since she was like a fetus. Um, and she was just the bride in marry me at christmas and crystal Lowe, who you will recognize as rita from signs of delivered and also the best friend in marry me at christmas and also the best friend in christmas at holly lodge she's busy guys she works so yeah. those are mine good job so the first one i thought of was uh lee majors and Lindsay wagner in eat play love you I, love them i loved them i thought they were so charming and just great and I really liked how they were kind of like their, their relationship was kind of mirroring the, they were kind of encouraging and developing their relationship at the same and sort of seeing and watching this other younger relationship. I really, I hope that they use them again because I just thought they were great. I also really liked uh, Tim Conway in Surprised by Love. I think he's really funny. All time is the teenager in Nanny Express. I think her name is Emily. Uh, at first, you, I, I bet you when you're watching it, you'll be like, Ooh, I don't like her. She's kind of a jerk, but you have to stick with it and you have to keep going because they just, I just really love her growth. And I think she's a really good actress. And I don't know. I just really like, uh, that whole character. Love it. Yeah. So that's my, also, I, of course I love Connor and Chesapeake Shores. Yeah, you do. Although he's like, it's an ensemble cast. Yeah, he's the it's, lead. It's tricky. Um, But yes, so no surprise, my list of background characters could have gone on for 20 years, and Rachel's was not as long. No. Well, usually (laughs) I don't even remember who they are. But you, good job. I'm proud. I'm really proud of you for at least even picking some. Yeah. (laughs) So, so least favorite supporting characters. This was easy for me. All the Whitcombs in Finding Father Christmas. All of them. Yeah. They're all my least favorite. 
They are no good. Um, but I'm going to abstain from saying a least favorite <laughs> character who's a background character because mm, most of the time I like them more than the main yeah. characters. Well, the other one that I didn't like is the weird Grandpa Angel person movie. You hate the Grandpa Angel. <laughs> it was super weird and I just didn't like it. I'm fine with the Grandpa Angel. <laughs> I didn't like it. I just need to creep me out to be honest. I didn't like it. It was too weird. I just thought it was really weird and I didn't like it. So there you go. That's my least favorite. <laughs> you know what? I take it back. I, uh, spoiler alert, if this is, comes out before, uh, the guy from Maggie's Christmas Miracle, her, her, her boyfriend, that guy was no bueno. Oh yeah. Creepster McGee. Yeah. He, he was, he was a boundary pushing uh obsessive i like your perfume yeah gun- yeah weird. that guy's gonna end up on a hall like i said to you in a lifetime movie with not the nice ones yeah one of the cautionary tale lifetime movies yeah agreed <laughs> agreed okay from cool christmas who's one of my favorites on twitter this is really funny uh they do uh, recaps that are a delight so you should check them out we'll put a link in the description very funny and so they say here what is your dream hallmark cast and then there's a couple others so let's well, let's tackle this first this part so you and i have been playing with the idea of the ever-expanding like, now it's like 12 men and a baby yes, the, the 12 men and a baby there will never be another cast that will be better than 12 men and a baby well, because it's twelve men. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think that Hallmark always seems to focus on their female stars, their female hall stars, Lacey Chabert, uh, Danica yeah, McKellar. Yeah, if you need any more proof of that, look at the interstitials. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I think they could actually like. I mean, a lot of the the. A lot of the viewing public are women, also a lot of great men, but I think that this would be a huge hit if they yeah. had a movie with a bunch of our male hall stars. It was like a hall star cast. Yeah, and it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be so fun. And, and, <laughs> and just because there's 12 dudes in it doesn't mean they can't have 12 ladies. It would be like seven brides right. for seven brothers, but like- Oh my gosh. Yes. Plus five. <laughs> but I, you know, like a twelve minute of Christmas, but more PG story. You guys it could be done. I don't know how. Like, we should start a grassroots campaign and just can you just sit back and imagine this—a movie starring Cameron Matheson, Brennan Elliott, Andrew Francis, Paul Campbell. Um, who else did we have in it? Paul Green. Paul Green. Uh, there's, you, we just we just talked about say, it all the did time. Did you say Andrew Walker already? Uh, I maybe. <laughs> Obviously, Andrew Walker's in it. Andrew Walker. Um, Peter Porte. Yeah. And the only way we can think of to get all these men in this movie is to set it at a firehouse. Yes. What? All of them are firemen. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And they have to like put on like a what what like they could do like a, a charity pancake. It'd be like. I don't know, some kind of pancake battle or something. Maybe two firehouses. <gasps> so that's where you could get everybody. Oh my gosh. 94 men and a baby? 
I'm calling Nina right now. I'm telling her this idea. You guys, pancake it would be wars so good. between neighboring neighboring fire houses. Whatever. I mean, tell me. Okay, I want you in the comments to tell me right now that you would not watch that show. You're a liar. Yeah. Because you would 100% watch that show. It would be huge. I mean, I could honestly say that Hallmark Channel could put all of those guys on the TV. They don't even have to have dialogue for just yeah. two hours. And it would be like the third <laughs> highest rated show of yeah. Hallmark's history. Agreed. It would be epic. It would be great. It's unbelievable. I, I really, this is a great idea. question is, are there any super popular... Hallmark Christmas movies that you think are overrated. So I think as far as overrated, I don't know. This season for me, Switch for Christmas is overrated. I didn't like it quite a bit and it got huge ratings because CCB is just, you know, queen of Hallmark. And I just didn't care for it. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't, I don't know. I just, I thought it was really boring. Didn't like it. So that's like the most current raw one for me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then for me, obviously, this is going to make a lot of people really upset, you guys, but I do not super enjoy Finding Father Christmas, Engaging Father Christmas, <laughs> or Come At Me Hardy's A December Bride. What? Which is not to say I dislike Daniel Lissig or Aaron Krakow. I'm not necessarily saying that. But those movies were not for me. Yeah, agreed. They weren't for me either. I can't really think of one that I think is overrated. I don't know. Just I guess I old? just watch the old ones that I like, so I don't really know. Yeah, I guess that's also the problem of doing are these overrated, underrated? Because the only things that I really know that people love are the recent ones because they just talk about them a lot but one that you think hasn't gotten enough credit for me that would be home for christmas day because it was a Jul christmas in july movie i think a lot of people skipped it didn't know about it whatever and i just i, I mean we both liked it quite a bit and i loved it and uh, i think that it's just a very good script very tight and very well cast and so that's the one i think that maybe got overlooked a little bit this year yeah, um, and I'm not sure about this year because I just to me they're all super relevant. Um, but I feel like in the past, um, I f do feel like Naughty or Nice may not have gotten a lot of press or something. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a hidden gem. Yeah, we had like 90 likes on our uh, yeah and i think Naughty that was because nice. everyone was like oh they're announcing a new movie and i was no it's it's an it's a it's just a good one yeah yeah it is really good so okay let's see then andrea ballard asked us what our favorite scene that always appear in the countdown to christmas movies like snowball fighting toppling from the tree while reaching to decorate drinking hot cocoa etc etc um, so what's your, what's your favorite uh, Christmas movie trope? <laughs> well, I love, just in romantic comedies in general, I love the, like, I call it the, uh, the, the, the romantic fall. When it's the, there's usually, like, they're on a subway or they slip on ice and they just, like, in Mistletoe Inn, she just slips on ice and she just happens to, like, 
fall, you know, and like they, they like managed to like fall on top of each other in this like really like intimate way. And I always think that is so funny and I just love it. So, <laughs> or, or if like, I was on the subway, they'll kind of be lurched back, like right into sort of yeah. there. I just love that. I think that's really hilarious. Yeah. Um, I love a good meet cute too. Like uh, I, I like, I really like that in Mistletoe Inn to be honest, when they meet up and, and he's like looking at her um, white noise thing. He's like, what is that? I don't know. Just that kind of like, meet cute is super fun. I think. Um, for me, my favorite romantic movie trope, which is not always in there, but it often is, and it's not restricted to Christmas movies, is the accidental hand touch. Oh, oh, Ooh, yeah. oh, oh, oops. Yeah, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, were you reaching for these glasses? Oh, um, I love when they accidentally touch hands. That's it's really good. so funny because, like, in real life, you wouldn't just, like, leave your hand there lingering long yeah. on someone's hand otherwise you're a weirdo <laughs> but in movies if you don't you're never getting married yeah maybe that's my problem <laughs> i just don't linger yeah. i like bump someone i'm like oh my gosh i'm so sorry yeah. and then i just run away i i know <laughs> maybe uh yeah i i really like i i like the almost kiss too where it's like they get really close and then a kid like comes up and <laughs> Or, or like mom opens the door or whatever that always makes me laugh also the, be- the best is when it's like the phone rings and they're like literally a half an inch away from kissing yeah and the phone rings and oh obviously we can't kiss with the phone ringing yeah um you can just keep going guys <laughs> that's fine i kind of like that in christmas cottage when the f- like you know when the phone rings she's just like i'm not gonna pick it up like, yes yeah okay. see it makes sense i'm gonna say though I am a little bit over the snowball fight in every Christmas movie yeah, because it's fight. overdone. They should have sent a memo Hallmark wide being like, <laughs> we don't need one in every movie. Yeah. Just kind of like how in every harvest movie, we don't need someone carving their initials in a tree. Like two would be fine. <laughs> yeah. Also. So I'm over that you guys. I mean, there was one in Georgia. I know they're having snow now and stuff, but there was, it was yeah. set in Georgia, and they put in a snowball fight. It just felt weird. I'm not a big fan of the digital snow. I can get them to take it. I'd ra- way rather have it just be snow on the ground and no digital snow. And maybe it's just because I've seen too many, and so they're like, I'm noticing those kind of things. Also, for once, could they actually have liquid in those paper cups? No, it's this so is this is mine. That they're paper, that they're empty. It's so um, obvious. Stop making poofball snowmen, guys. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know if we've talked about how stupid it is when they just have pillows <laughs> that they're making snowmen out of, and they like attach the eye with Velcro or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and it like the whole snowman just like wobbles because it's made out of fluff. Right. Invest in better fake snowmen Ugh. or just just stop it. No one, we don't, they can do something else yeah. in the snow. Well, and in, and in With Love Christmas, they had a double whammy with the terrible snowman and the digital snow. And it looked, it looked that looked terrible. Uh, okay. What's your favorite book or series that you'd like to see made into a Hallmark movie? So mm-hmm. one I thought of is there's this writer named Sophie Kinsella. And she, her, her books are a little bit saucy, so they'd have to be t- like toned down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she writes really great 
uh, chick lit kind of books. And what she's so good at doing is she like picks sort of a, um, a uh, contemporary issue, I guess, like people talking on their cell phones too much or, or like people like workaholism or, or she'll, she'll pick an issue and then she'll kind of craft a, an interesting character and a, you know, fun story around said issue. And uh, so she does a really good job. I love pretty much all of her books, the shopaholic books. I really like the first three of those, but she has some really great ones that I think could really fit. And so I think uh, that would be great. Sophie Kinsella. And also I think it would be really fun if we got to see some classic stories from Hallmark. I know they're really expensive, so they probably have to be Hallmark Hall of Fame. But I, after being so, so hurt, hurt by Anne with an E, I would love if they did an Anna Green Gables. Yeah, Anna D's garbage. <laughs> yes, even though that's how we kind of like started this whole madness. But it was so disappointing and so bad. We both hated it so much. Hated it so much. <laughs> and so I feel like a need for a new Anna Green Gables and I would love to see that. I'd also, I think it would be fun to see them do Little Women, uh, Girl of the Limberlost, Pollyanna. I think those could all be really fun. But like I said, it'd probably have to be Hall of Fame because it'd probably be more expensive. Awesome. Um, so I was a little different than you. Um, so I picked a series that I would really love to see made into a movie, even just a standalone movie. I don't need a whole series. Um, are the Mediator series by Meg Cabot, mm. whom I love. I love Meg Cabot. She's just a delight. Um, and in the Mediator series, it's about this girl named Suze who can see ghosts um and interact with them and it's hmm. it's really fun i just love they're like one of my favorite things to read hmm. um I and i think it would be very interesting to do that and they're kind of mysteries because she has to like solve the ghost's problems so they could make it into a series on murders and mysteries in the book she's in like high school but they could age her up into college right easy mm-hmm. easy so that would be fun for me. And then also, um, there is a series of books that I love by this lady named Kit Morgan. Um, and they are called the Holiday Mail Order Bride Books. Um, and they're amazing. They are clean, sweet books. So there's nothing nakedness about them. <laughs> and so they are hashtag Hallmark Chastity. Um, but they are set back in the day. Didn't they already have a mail order series or something, though? Or am I getting that confused? I mean, I don't know. They, like, they could never, like, like there was only one mail order bride <laughs> in the history of the Americas. I Too think fair. so. Um, but this one's really fun because each book is set around a holiday. So, I mean, it would fit perfectly for, you know, Harvest med- Wedding or there's, like, there's literally books that are called, like, A Thanksgiving Bride. Um, and they're just so fun. They're all interconnected. Um, they stand alone, but there's characters that you can see from the other ones. They're very fun. Even if you don't, even if Hallmark doesn't make them into it, you should just read them. Swift Bobcat also asked us, um, they said, Hallmark's done a fantastic job building up this pretty steady group of actors over the years from this countdown to Christmas, which is already very restrictive because we don't, 
you know, there's get no a lot of our Walker. Face. There's no Cameron Matheson. There's no Paul Campbell. Right. Um, it says, from this countdown to Christmas, who are your top five actresses, top five actors, and best fresh faces, male and female? So, Rachel, uh, let's just start with your list okay. and go. So, this is, in not, this is not in ascending order. This is just the list. So, I have Luke McFarlane uh, from uh, Maggie's Miracle. I have Aaron O'Connell from Love Love Christmas. Paul Green from Christmas in Angel Falls, Jordan and Jordan, uh, Jordan Bridges from Christmas at Holly Lodge, and David Alpay from Mistletoe Inn. So that's one okay. for, Great. for the men. Um, I'm going to go with my five dudes. Um, I went with Andrew Francis, your boyfriend. Even though he wasn't technically the guy, he was amazing. Yeah. Um, Bobby Campo, who I just think is a delight. Um, Luke McFarlane, obviously, he's a dreamboat. Um, he made it all of our lists. Peter Porte, how could I not? And Paul Green, because for Pete's sake, he's it, Paul Green. Yeah, right. Um, so actresses, I have Rachel Boston, Brooke Dorsey, Ashley Williams, Autumn Reeser, and Jill Wagner. Ooh, our lists are pretty close. I have Rachel Boston, Alicia Witt, Allison Sweeney, Brooke D'Orsay and Jill Wagner. So we, uh, we pretty much agree. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, fresh faces. Uh, uh, so you go. I have uh, Rachel Scarston. Cause this is like her first time as the lead that I had seen at least. And I thought she was a lot of fun and uh, I'd like, I'd like them to use her again. I especially liked she was curly hair. She don't see very often. She was cute. And then uh, Matreya Fedor from uh, Home for Christmas Day. She's kind of a co-lead, I think. And uh, she would play the daughter. And I just thought she was great. She has a good she singing so voice. Good. And I would love them to use her again. And I have Jodie Sweeten and Finding, uh, Finding Santa. Yes. So I thought she was good. I see potential. And uh, no boys for you? No, the boys, I have Neil Bledsoe from Coming Home for Christmas and Eric Close from Christmas in the Air. Cool. Um, so I I went with Anthony Konechny, my man. Y'all know how much I like him. Um, he's, I just see him getting the lead really soon. Um, and then I chose a little bit of an out-of-the-box pick for my lady i chose chelsea hightower from enchanted christmas because i think she did a really good job and i would love to see her in like a super dance intensive movie yeah that would be really fun i'd love that so good picks last question we're almost done wow so last question is from michelle 822 she says uh she says not a question an ob observation I just started watching Hallmark movies. It's made me realize how much I miss PG rom-coms, family dramas. I wonder if Hollywood will ever make them again. And <clears throat> uh, so that's the first part of her question. And I, I, I feel like eventually everything kind of comes around. <laughs> and so all it takes is for like one thing to be a hit. And then you see imitators. And I'm very curious to see how the, uh, the Greatest Showman does, because they are taking kind of a risk on that, because it's PG, 
which is very unusual for a film like that to be rated PG. They, they did focus group in Utah. They're definitely trying to like target families, but it's not a, it's not a movie for children, but it's, it's supposed to be for families. And so I, I feel like if that does really well, that could be kind of a cool thing. So we'll see how it does. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not popular right now. As far as rom-coms, uh, you know, it's, I, I would love it so much. But rom-coms are still just on the outs right now. But I, I feel like everything eventually comes around again. Everything that is old is new again. <laughs> but I kind of don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so? No. I no. think they're going to just uh, get n- more naked. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I could see it. Uh, I was really disappointed in Home again this year. I was hoping that would be kind of a return to form for, it wasn't PG, but I was hoping that would be a return for the romantic comedy at least. And there wasn't R, you know, really bad. But it was, it wasn't a romance. It was really lame. I was very disappointed. So uh, that's, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But go see The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Um, so the second part of the question is I couldn't get into When Calls the Heart or Chesapeake Shores, but I do love Heartland. It's such a sweet family show. You've heard of this? Heartland? I yeah, Heartland. I don't watch Heartland, but my friend Anne, who basically doesn't know anything about media, um, she loves Heartland. Whenever we're watching anything, she'll say, Oh, that guy looks familiar. And the answer is that person was on Heartland. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've watched the first couple episodes and it seemed pretty fun. So I think it's definitely something to give a shot. I'm not 100% sure what network it comes from, um, but it was a pretty yeah, good show. Awesome. I know it's on Netflix, oh. at least in the United States. Well, I mean, if you're looking for a PG show on tv that's fun in my opinion you can watch uh once upon a time it's a lot of oh fun. you know what it looks like it looks like heartland is actually a canadian show oh okay but it's on netflix um yeah it's on netflix so i don't look at my friend Anne with the deep cuts oh, going to a canadian show i know look at her that's very good uh, yeah, uh, Once Upon a Time is a lot of fun. I think that's that's a good, I think a lot of our Hallmarkies audience will also like that show. So it has a couple rough seasons to get through, but for the most part, it's, it's a good show. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. So thank you so much for your questions. This was so fun. Following us on Instagram, on Twitter, on, we're on iTunes. We're everywhere. It's right. all over the place. We're, we're uh, taking over the world. <laughs> we're not. Yes. And but we're everywhere. <laughs> so, Amber, do you want to explain your shirt to our audience? My shirt, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Paul Mark t-shirt, as described and ordered by the Hallmarkies King, Paul Campbell. Um, as you can see, it's got his lovely face with a crown on it. It says Paul Mark in the font. It is so cute. You can get it on our website at hallmarkiespodcast.com. Um, and you can order them. They come in tons of sizes, tons of colors, men's sizes, women's sizes. Um, 
They're amazing, very cozy. Yeah. Um, so you just order them for everybody. Give them away in stocking stuffers. <laughs> Subscribe to our channel on YouTube or on iTunes following us. We really appreciate that. And uh, thanks so much. And so, Amber, where can people find you? Um, as always, people can find me. I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter. And that's it. Awesome. And you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on social media and on my YouTube channel, Rachel's Reviews, and uh, on iTunes and on YouTube. And we'll be having a lot of Star Wars coverage coming up in the next little bit. So make sure you check that out. Okay. Well, I'm going to. <laughs> Yay. But thanks so much. And, uh, and, and also, we're going to be having end of the year lists like huge end of the year list so it's going to be very we're going to need a lot of your guys's feedback so be prepared yes. to fill out a fun survey and we have some awesome guests uh in store for end of the year it's just going to be super fun you're not going to want to miss it don't yeah so all right we'll talk to you all later and thanks again for the questions all right bye everybody